Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Hey, y'all. Hi. How are you ladies doing? Great. Great. Okay. Love smileys. Oh, sorry. You what? I love, I love being with you guys. Mm-hmm. I know. Girl time. So look, this is going to be even more fun because we are really switching it up for episode 26 going to twist it around. This is going to be Sea Chats unscripted. Oh boy. And by unscripted, I mean as the moderator, of course I know a little bit of where I'm headed with this show, but you guys got no clue. <laughs> so let me put my devil horns on. Yep. Oh boy. And let's just have a fun unscripted chat with these three ladies who we all love each other so much. And let's let other people get to know us. So one thing I was thinking about this morning was, you know, we did our initial posts on the website about who we are, kind of where we came from. We're going to do a quick little kind of where were you born, where you live now, quick little thing for those that have never gone on the website. And if you haven't, shame on you, (laughs) cchats.com, consignmentchats.com. Do your naughty teacher with the glasses. Do your naughty I need a ruler. My ruler's over there. I'd have to oh, okay. I'd have to get up and go. And then you'd see my business on top party on the bottom going on. Stand <laughs> up. So, you know, what do you do? But okay. anyway, we're going to start by just a little bit about yourself. Kind of, um, I don't know, just follow my lead and we'll go and I'll start with it. And I'll say, my name is Molly Liska. And I was born on Hilton Head Island. Well, actually I was born in Savannah, Georgia, because when I was born, there was no hospital on Hilton Head Island. So we had to go over to Georgia for me to be born. So I was actually born in the state of Georgia, but lived on Hilton Head Island all my life. Um, Got married on Hilton Head. And then my husband whisked me away to upstate South Carolina. We lived in Philadelphia for 11 years. And as hard as that was for this Southern girl, I think my blessed stars because because of those 11 years in Philadelphia I met Libby who is a ride or die forever and ever friend and had I not been dragged up into the bitter cold I would have never met her so after 11 years we came back down south I know a little tear I know and I live in Greensboro now and I have always worked with young children um midlife crisis Libby opened her business we were good friends then and pulled me in and I your midlife crisis not mine okay well I am a little older but I'm having mine right now so all right go ahead (laughs) I had mine back then didn't want to necessarily work with young children anymore got pulled into Conchi consignment right as it was opening fell in love with working with Libby anybody who works with a boss who appreciates your ideas and listens to you doesn't always agree and do them, but respectfully listens will understand why I love working for that woman, because we have a mutual respect for each other. And she doesn't always go with my ideas, but it's nice to be heard. So that's what I did, took a little sidetrack, moved back down south, and I'm still able to work with Libby. And I love it. That's a little bit about me. And what I'm doing and where I came from. Who's next? Tiffany, tell me about Go you. Ahead, Tiffany. Where were okay. you born? I was born in Elyria, Ohio. And um, fun story about my parents, how they met. Um, my father 
was my mom's high school English teacher. It was his okay. first job, his first job out of college. So he was only six years older than her, but he was a teacher at her high school. Mm. And so that Ooh, was, I of, might have to tell my story then. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That was kind of scandalous back in the day. Of course. And, um, so um, they both grew up in LaGrange County, Ohio, and that's where I was born. And then we, as my parents were getting established with their careers and stuff, and my mom went back to school because um, she dropped out of college to because she got pregnant with me and then she went back to school when I was eight years old anyway we moved around different towns in Ohio we lived in um, Akron Ravenna um, and Twinsburg is where I spent most of my um, youth and we moved to Virginia when I was 13 because she got a job with the my mom got a job as a lawyer with the Department of Justice so I grew up in Virginia and um, got married and had a son and then got a divorce <laughs> and um, I met my current husband on match.com <laughs> and if you've watched if looked at the first video you know that we had had a civil war wedding with him because he was a civil war reenactor and he had two kids and we blended our families together so um, all three boys lived with us and I wasn't really planning on children at all and I ended up with three <laughs> so um, and then when he, oh, and then when I met him, I, he lived in Maryland and he couldn't leave Maryland because of his custody agreement. So we moved to Maryland. So I'm in Maryland right now. We've been in Middletown, Maryland ever since then, but we are planning a move and we are moving in a few weeks to Hagerstown, which is not too far away, but, um, how far is it? I don't think I ever asked you how far your new house is from your it's current about one. 35 minutes. Oh, okay. That's oh, it's farther than I thought. Okay. Okay. It's not that far, but we both still have jobs in Frederick, Maryland that we need to go to. And so it'll increase it, it like it, it will increase that commute maybe about 20 minutes because of okay. the direction that you, you know, just going to. So, yeah. um, but there's a whole story about the house, which I could get into, but I won't at this time, but, but that's, awesome. that's my story. Awesome. Libby, where were you born? I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So uh, most of my family is is there and still there. Um, just a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles and a really, you know, big extended family growing up. And uh, it was great. And I grew up in the country, uh, Moscow, Pennsylvania. Well, not even in Moscow, Pennsylvania, outside of Moscow, Pennsylvania, like literally um, like a pond and cows in my backyard. Um, but close to the city of Scranton, like 10, 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, just a, a great, a great childhood, great parents. Um, parents are, were business owners. My mom um, owned a hair salon for the past, what, like, well, a little less than like 35 years. And my dad helped her with that, with the business behind the scenes. And uh, she ran it day to day. Uh, so I did grow up in a family business and my dad worked um, different jobs, um, you know, through those years to support us. And uh, yeah, really cool. And uh, yeah, then I went to school in Scranton because fun fact, my dad worked at the University of Scranton. So I got free tuition and I got scholarships to a couple other colleges, but my father knew how much I wanted a Volkswagen Beetle. 
Ah! So he bribed me to stay in Scranton and 17 year old me decided that was okay, I'm going to stay. And it was great. It was wonderful, wonderful education, wonderful school. Um, you know, I was very grateful to go for free. And you got a beetle. And I got a beetle out of the deal. What it color was, was it? A nightmare. What color I mean, it was broke it? down. It was yellow. It was bright yellow. Maybe I had to post a picture. I do have a picture of me, I think, in my graduation cap from high school next to my beetle with my dad. I think we should put that on Instagram, don't you think? That's so funny. Yeah. 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 So then um, went to grad school at Penn State, got a scholarship, was a teaching assistant. Um, so made my way that way, did a lot of river testing, a lot of environmental um, environmental things. That was my life. Um, Scranton is very affected by acid mine drainage, um, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen acid mine drainage. Mm-hmm. So basically it is the water uh, backwashes up out of the mines and Scranton was a big mine. That was a big mining area and it polluted the Lackawanna River. So you, there are areas of the Lackawanna River that are covered, every rock, every tree is covered in rust. It looks like something wow. out of a sci-fi film. Um, so I did a lot of work with that. And uh, that was really, I was very passionate about it. And um, yeah, when I was in grad school, I was a teaching assistant. I was in the microbiology lab with my pipettes and my Petri dishes. And that's, you know, that's what I did. And uh, that's how I met my husband, my now ex-husband, but we were together for many, many years. Um, and that's how we met. He was one of the students in my class, which is why I said, Tiffany, I'll have to tell my story. Yeah, he was one of the students in my class and he kept asking me out and I kept saying, no, you know, I'm the teacher. Like I grade your stuff, even though he's six years older than me. So he was much older than me, but I was the teacher. So (laughs) when the semester was over, he's like, okay, would you go out with me now? And I said, yes. So, um, you know, we built a life together, moved to the Philadelphia area, lived in Albany for a while, have two wonderful children together and, um, yeah, now I'm in the Lehigh Valley. I'm kind of having a little bit of a midlife crisis, seeing where I want to go with things. And uh, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I didn't get into my uh, married life with my husband because that's a whole episode in and of itself. Oh my so. gosh, you have one of the best stories ever. We'll tell that another time. But because we're talking about our youth, I got a question for y'all. What was your first job? We're all now in the consignment business, but what was your first job? Newspaper delivery person. <laughs> Newspaper delivery person. Did and the very you first job in how high old, school. How old were you? Yeah, I was in high school. I was like, I think maybe a junior in high school. Okay. And I literally had to walk the route with the big bags of Washington Posts, you know, on my head and throwing them at houses and stuff and Oh, wow. I was going to ask your mode of transportation. Yeah, well, I walked most days. And then on Thursdays, because they had a heavy real estate section on Thursdays, my dad would go and drive in our pickup truck and I would walk behind the car because he would hold, he would, I couldn't carry the, the papers. They were so heavy. So they were just in the back of the open car and I would walk behind the car while he slowly drove through the neighborhood. And this was at the crack of dawn, like before dawn, because he had a job teaching in Maryland. We lived in Virginia 
and he in Fairfax County, Virginia, but he taught in Prince George's County, Maryland at high school. And you know how early high schools start. So we had to get, do this before he went to school so <laughs> and before I went to school. So it was really early. And um, dads we, are the best, aren't they? I'm telling you, that's daddy <laughs> love. That would mean on Thursdays and Sundays because, you know, Sunday was always the big, always big, one. big paper too. Yeah. Yeah. Libby, what was your first job? Um, I, 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 when I was 13 for a brief period of time, I worked at the Italian restaurant across the street in the kitchen and busing tables. But uh, my first real job was actually working uh, for my parents and doing, my dad taught me to do the accounting, the weekly um, books Ooh, and stuff. Yeah. That's a good lesson to learn. How old were you when you started doing that? Uh, you know, I, I really can't remember. I was in high school, maybe 10th grade. Okay. Maybe 10th grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you know, every job I got since then, including the environmental ones, was because I knew how to do that. Really? And that was what people were impressed by. What a great thing for your dad to have taught you. And who would have guessed? Like, who would have guessed? Because that was never my field of of study or anything. It's still not my field of anything, which is why I married a banker. I don't (laughs) do numbers. I don't do math. I leave that all up to him. So, yeah. So my first job was working at the chocolate plantation on Hilton Head, wrapping little chocolate mints that the Marriott put on the pillows of their guests and they would order in bulk these hand-done chocolate mint discs that had the Marriott logo and we would sit at the end of the conveyor belt as they got poured and came off the dryer and wrap them in gold paper and oh my so gosh, they would, and put so them in fun. the boxes so they would get shipped to the so my girlfriends and I it was the one job we could work for Mr. And Mrs. Sieber who were members of our church it was a cute little shop and we eat the chocolate you know <laughs> but it was the one job at 13 that we could sit and do for a couple of hours a day so there were like three of us girls that rotated my friends and we would go in and wrap mint so you'd put like you know and if one had an air bubble you're like oh well that one can't be packaged and you <laughs> quality control at its quality finest. control quality control but they were the sweetest couple and so that was my first job at the chocolate plantation where they hand handmade all their chocolates um I, I got the most exercise with my first job than, than all of us yes <laughs> oh, yeah you sure. absolutely did for and sure it was probably the most physical job I've ever had in my life that job yeah <laughs> there's something that feels good about physical like physical labor like when I'm sitting all day I get I get antsy depressed I I feel like I can't like I think that's why I enjoy uh painting and the refab part of my business so much is because I'm up and I'm doing something and I can see the finished products right Mm -hmm. oh there's something so satisfying about that whereas consignment just keeps coming in it's like the post office right (laughs) He's coming in and going out and going in and going out. And always looks the same. um, I feel like my parents and, you know, maybe yours too, they instilled such a work ethic in me that um, I failed to pass on to my children. I I just feel like, you know, it just, it just doesn't trans, you know, it just doesn't go through the generations like it did, but we just, I just sure that's a parenting issue as it is just a cultural issue I it's think hard it is, because yeah. I think all of us wanted to instill that and attempted to instill that but it's hard to fight the entire masses when you're trying to instill that well there's so many other distractions in life now 
Right. Right. We Which didn't have was... all those. We had to like work school home. I mean, that was like, you know, there wasn't all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Actually, another... and I, we were just talking about that yesterday because I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think how to say this. Like I'm, I go all in. I go all in until I just burn out and crash and just, it's my personality. It is part of who I am. You know, I've tried to change it, but it's just not me. And, you know, my dad is a hundred percent like that. My mom was like, you're just like your father. And my son is completely like that. Like the three of us, it's so weird to see that through the generations. Like I'm watching my dad and he does it. And now I'm watching my son and he does it. And I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> wow. Wow. we are just Love intense it. sometimes we're intense. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's got a lot of good things about it. It has good and bad. It has mm-hmm. good and bad. Yeah. As does everything, right? Yeah. As does everything. Yeah. All right. So we were talking about our youth. I got one more question to line up that kind of goes with this. What, how would your 10 year old self react to what you're doing now? So mine would say, what the heck? You're not on a horse? (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Because I thought I was always going to be with horses. What would your 10-year-old self, Libby, I'm going to start with you, react to what you're doing today? Mine would say you did it. I love it. Mine would say you did it. Because I always, always, always felt the drive to have my own business. I mean, I did, you know, I was... I had a cookie baking business um, in high school so I could buy my skis, my first pair of skis. And um, like, I was always, I was always doing things like that. Like it was always like, I wanted to work for myself. And I I think my 10 year old self would be like, you did it. Oh my God. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Love it. Tiffany, what would your 10 year old self react to what you do now? It's hard, but I, I feel like maybe she'd say, where are all the animals? Like, because <laughs> there should have been, I always thought I'd work with lots of animals. Like I'd have a farm or, or something, or I'd, a rescue group. Like I, you know, I would have be taking in every stray of whatever, you know, I always thought I'd be doing all this animal stuff, but um it didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you do have quite a few pets. You do. I do, do, but, and I would have more if it wasn't for my husband. (laughs) (laughs) That would be mine too. All right. I'm going to move on to something a little different real quick. Your favorite part of your work day. Hmm. Crickets are chirping friends. Crickets (laughs) are chirping. I love when I get to talk to Molly about, and I'm totally talking about my business now, not about C-Chats because C-Chats is the highlight. I mean, this brings me so much joy and so much fulfillment that that is definitely number number one. But besides that, in my business, it's um, talking to Molly and kind of strategizing and coming up with new ideas. And that's definitely my favorite part of the business is like changing direction and how can we do this better and I just love all the creativity and ideas and nice so my work day has uh, could have up to three different jobs and involved in it (laughs) so um 
depending on the day. Um, so my, I, my favorite part of the work week is this right here is, you know, recording things with you guys. And even when we have our meetings, I just love it. I just, I love, because I work solo so much in my life that I love this. Um, but in a general, like everyday work day, I love shipping. <laughs> I love wrapping the, pat- the orders up and, you know, and processing that. And plus I get, plus shipping means there were sales. <laughs> so true. <laughs> well, like last night, you know, I only had one package just wrap. It's like, so, you know, I just, the, I, you know, it does get a little like overwhelming on those days when you have like six and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a lot for me. And that's a lot to do. And you start stressing a little bit, but I love it. I love it. Cause the, the more shipping and more sales, you know, so I just love that. I right. need your perspective because let me tell you, I break out into a sweat when I'm shipping. Like I'm, I'm like, ah, get it done. How am I going to get it done? Well, I don't have a lot, as much as you, so I can be calmer about it. <laughs> yeah. But if you keep that attitude and it carries through with you as you right. grow, I mean, how phenomenal is that? Right. I never, I always felt like that. Like I never, <laughs> I need to be more like Tiffany with shipping for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any emotions towards shipping since we're talking about I'm I just it's just something I do but I get really excited each day when I'm checking stuff off my list just a feeling of accomplishment no matter what that is when I check it off that is the happiest time um my probably favorite is when I can be creative I mean I love creativity so when I am doing um in working on posts and creating content, I'm just, that's my happy place. But I really love checking off, which kind of goes into my next question, because this is also what motivates me during the day, is my list and checking my list. So I want to ask you guys, how do you motivate yourself during your work day if you get in a slump? I have to look at my list and check and go, okay, I can get this done. I can do these things today. I know I can do it. Sometimes though, I do have to pick up the phone and call Libby and say, okay, help me. I'm in a slump. Pick me up. And she'll go, all right, get it done. What are you doing? (laughs) But how do you, what are you, do you have any tricks that you do to motivate yourself during your work day? Um, Since we met with Holly um, and I changed my office to upstairs in my home it's, I just go into my office and that's my workspace. And I just work. Like I don't spend much time in the rest of the house anymore. Um, unless I'm, you know, doing something with the family. Right. So for cooking or, you know, laundry, all that stuff. So I just kind of go into my office. If I really get in a slump, of course I call Molly and be like, help. (laughs) It's good to have an accountability partner or somebody that can do that for you. Um, Holly talked about having an accountability partner and how important that is, um, especially when you work solo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I need one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I do. Because I I definitely have slump periods during the day. Um, And then what I end up doing is the, as the evening goes on, because I do work into through the evening, most evenings, um, I work pretty much, you know, from the morning I sit here till nighttime. Um, so what motivates me is like that looming bedtime hour, like, you know, coming. 
And so I seem to be more product, most productive in the last, you know, between like nine and 11, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like running out of day. And so then I just start getting it and I want to change that. I need to get better about getting more stuff done earlier in the day so I can actually have more time free in the evenings. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've talked about making some changes when we get to the new house, like about how things are, because I will like right now, even if my husband goes to bed before me, he's right across the hall. I can hear him in there. It like, you know, snoring or whatever, but, or if he's next or the office, his office is next door. So, you know, we're all right up here together. So it's like mm-hmm. that sense, like he's nearby in the new house. He's going to be two floors up from me. And I'm going to feel very alone, I think. And <laughs> So I've, we've talked about how I need to change it. So I'm, I can have more, I can finish earlier in the day so I can go up with him and we can spend some time together. That's where you have to set your carrots that you earn, set your little goals. That's what I do when I know I want to have some free time. Like if I know I want to go get a pedicure on Friday, but I got to get X, Y, and Z done before that's my carrot, make that time your carrot. And then you go, I'm going to get this done so that Mm -hmm. I can have that. And I find if I do it, I enjoy whatever that is so much more. Right. And I mean, there's some, there really is a power to putting it on paper or in your, you know, or in your calendar. You know, when I say I'm done at three o'clock and I'm going to go visit my friend, um, that's it. My work gets done done done. done at three o'clock and I feel good and I take the time and there's something about just putting it down that works. <laughs> I love checking my list, man. Yeah, I can't imagine ever being done with my day at three o'clock. But I also start a little later than you guys. But that's the problem too. It's a vicious cycle because I keep going to bed later, getting up later. You know, it's like I got to I have to change all that. Yeah. Well, there's a little something to work on. Yeah, I, I need to go back and watch that video again with Holly. With Holly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. That's one of those worth revisiting multiple times. So I have, y'all, I have so many other questions, but I don't want this episode to run too long, but we didn't even get beyond our youth and I got many more questions to get into our lives. So we're going to have to do this again. And we're going to have to have separate of these C-Chats unscripted episodes that we plug in every here and there so that we can get deeper into who we are and what we do. What do you think? Cool. Sounds fun. It's like hanging out with my girls. I know. And I I thought we need to have one of these to throw out there so that people can just get to know us. And I apologize for my pinging mail that keeps coming through. Oh, is that you? Yes. And my notifications are off. I went back and checked them. I wish it was pinging sales. I don't know why that's happening. But anyway, guys, listen. This was a fun episode, very different than our scripted. Loved it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, um, that little bell. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you want to know. Maybe you have some questions for our next unscripted that you want to know about us. Throw them out there. Oh, boy. (laughs) So if you want to find out other ways to connect with us, go to consignmentchats.com. And that will give you all the different places you can find us and be a part of our crazy little lives. So until next time, ladies. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of consignment chats 
as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs>